0: What is going on boys, it is the second ever episode of the 59 fantasy football league podcast brought to you on Halloween in spooktober. So I and cut this bullshit just right into these fucking matchups bro, y'all been waiting way too damn long for this, I've been snoozing. I've been taking my time with this one, but we're going to go ahead and get right down to it. All right, man, we're going to go into matchup numero uno, which pins the Waka Zaka Flame, formerly known as the Waka Zaka Flame, going in against the Liam's next victim. And this, this is a weird game, to be honest with you, man. For some reason, unbeknownst to me, Liam's next victim just decided on, I guess, I guess Saturday or Sunday morning that he was going to sit Saquon Barkley, who dropped 30, Tevin Coleman, who dropped 40, and he also decided to instead play the Dallas defense, who's on a bye week, weird. Josh Gordon, who we all know is on IR, so weird to play him. But he decided to play David Johnson and game time decision Keenan Allen. That's really weird. (laughs) uh I don't know why on earth you would do that. Oh, wait. It's because you're the dumbest motherfucker in the world, and you took a bet on a dice roll that if you didn't roll a three, I got to set your lineup. Why on God's name would you take that bet, kid? We were both four and three, tied up. This could be a potential, like, playoff seeding game or who gets in and who doesn't, and you really cost yourself a, a dominant win. I feel bad for you, bro, man. You are dumb, bro. However, it, even though you sat, uh, even though the players you sat scored 60, you scored 105, which is nothing to put your nose up at. Uh, it could win you some games in this league. It's about middle, middle, mid-lower tier scoring-wise of the league. Uh, however, you did fall short to Universally Hated, who beat you 108.9 to 105.5, thanks to Travis Kelsey's late-game heroics having a 4-for-63 and a touchdown against the Green Bay Packers. Go, Pack, go. Standout performers from this week uh, for the Liam's Next Victim side because he had a complete domination. D- D- Delvin, I think his name, Delvin Cook for the Vikings, had 30. Stephon Diggs had 20. Like I said prior, Saquon Barkley had 30. Tevin C- Telvin Komen had 40. Very good performance from this week. On your side, on my side, kind of lackluster. Uh, top performers were Travis Kelsey and Joe Mixon getting 16 and 17. Everybody else kind of did their thing with the 10, 11 to 15 point range. Really not much to go on from here. Liam's Sex victim I got to say, even though you lost this week, I would not be upset at all. If my backups put up 105, I would be over the moon excited. Your team is very, very good. You will see that reflected later in the rankings of the league universally hated We're we're sort of hitting the wall with this team man The the roster we have now i'm just looking at it and i'm not seeing a real playoff contending roster tom brady as we all know biggest system quarterback in history he's he's so average it's unreal i mean my backup stream is winston and can you really trust a guy who has eight eight turnovers in like six games i mean this guy is dong the only real bright side of this team has really been James White or Josh Jacobs. However, we do have a stash and play of Kareem Hunt, so hopefully when he returns after his injury and his suspension, he, we see some production from the Kareem Hunt side of things. Kareem Hunt, as we all know, likes to take pages out of Tyreek Hill's playbook and just beat the shit out of other people. I personally don't understand it. However, I guess in Kansas City, they just like to breed... Domestic abusers, I don't know. I'm just not going to hypothesize on the fact that Andy Reid likes to beat up on poor defenses, so maybe he installs in the minds of players that it's okay to just go and just fucking rock other people. But I'm going to get past it, man. Like I said in last week's video, or podcast, universally hated has had injuries galore with Thielen going down David Johnson's going down Kareem Hunt's out helly bye weeks are starting to hit me now so we're kind of feeling the pressure to try and get some wins to catch up to the Liam's next victims of the world in the Harambe system guerrilla teams to try and just keep up with them to try and not catch that seating and have to play them in my second or first game of the week depending on who gets the first round bye that's going to be all for this matchup we're going to go ahead and shoot over to the next one this this, uh, this is a good one. We have the Gale Benson's Boy Toys going in against the Four Finger Bandits. Now, let me break it down for you like this. The final score of this one was 175 to 174.8. The Four Finger Bandits edged out this team by .2 because on <laughs> on this Kansas City-Green Bay game, Aaron Jones had points. He was the only player left to go that night. Like, obviously, Liam was down 41.4 points to this team. And Aaron Jones had 159 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, seven receptions with 67 rushing yards to give him the 41.6. However, on the other side, the Gil Benson's boy toys, you're probably wondering, dude, how the hell did he score 175 and lose? That is really The horcrux, to quote Harry Potter, no homo, that why this team is so low in the ranking. If you look at the stats, this team is top three in scoring, being one of the only three teams to have over 1,100 points in the season so far through Week 8. This team is a stud team. There's really very few weak spots. I mean, okay, look at this roster. Gardner Minshew had 24 this week. Julio Jones, probably his first good game in three years, had 25.2. Kenny Galladay had 28. Mike Evans had 43. The New England defense, best pickup in this league's history, had 20 points. I mean, this team, Chris Carson, had 15. Now, Lev Bell did have an ultimate fucking choke fest and got you six. That sucks. Which is probably why we ended up losing this game. I mean, literally, if Le'Veon Bell, if they just handed the ball to Le'Veon Bell and he ran and got four yards, bro, you win. Like, it's over. You won the game, but that's how fantasy rolls sometimes. Now, you're probably also wondering, how did Liam score 175? I'll tell you. Deshaun Watson, best quarterback, top four quarterback in this league, had 27, top 64 running back in this league. Leonard Fournette had 20, Aaron Jones with a 41, New Hopkins had 22, Austin Hooper. Steal, potential steal of the league right here. This guy's been playing out of his out of his bag recently, 18.5. Tyler Lockett got 16, Minnesota D got 13, Matt Prater had 8. 8's yeah, a lot. <laughs> like I said, uh, dude, Liam's, Liam's, next vic, I mean, Liam's next victim, I'm sorry. I just Every time I see Liam, I just am reminded of the monstrosities he's committed. I'm not going to talk about it. But for the four-finger bandits, this team is proving week in and week out that this is no fluke. This is no one-week or two-week just hot streak of where we're getting big blowout wins or big scoring bursts. Like, this guy's legit. He's 7-1 for a reason. On draft night, I, would, I, I didn't think he'd be this good, man. This guy's playing out of his bag right now. Yo, Benson boy Toys, you are probably the unluckiest guy in the world, dude. I told you from week one, man. I told you all on draft night, Pat's team is nuts. He is just the definition of playing at the, the wrong guy at the wrong time. I mean, he's literally had over 1,100 points scored. He's scored 1,100. He's probably had 1,300 dropped on him. Like, that is just out of... That's crazy, bro. At the end of the day. Gail Benson, Boy Toys, you need to change something up. I I don't know if it's you have to push a trade through to maybe change up your locker room. Maybe there's a cancer in the locker room that's just sucking the drive out of this team. I'm open for trading. If you want to shoot over Uh, New England defense or Julio, maybe I'd be more than welcome to help your locker room out. Uh, Liam's next... uh, Fuck, I keep on saying Liam's next victim because I just cannot think of all these poor... the four finger bandits. I'm sorry, I wouldn't change a damn thing, dude. You're rocking the seven and one record, top of the ass division. I would stay rolling. I'd stay. I'd, I'd keep on keeping on. Up next in matchup number three, pins. Dude, this matchup is so shit. The Hidden Valley Ranch scored seventy eight. Dude, this. Sc- I don't know if this team has scored over ninety in like three years. To be honest with you, let's run through this roster real quick and you tell me. Tell tell me stop when you hear a good player, okay? Philip Rivers. Eh. LaShawn McCoy, eight points. Uh, Chris Thompson, zero. Brandon Cooks, zero. Larry Fitzgerald, 2.8. Evan Ingram got 14, which is good. Cooper Cup, best receiver in the NFL, had 35. Bro, 35. You scored over half your points, dog. That's freaking nuts. That's nuts. Seattle defense had two. Will Lutz had six. Overall, very shit game. This is just awful to even to even look at. The winning team on the other end is his brother. His his own bloodline beat him by 20-something, by 19 or 18 to be exact. Jared, he had 109.1. Jared Goff had 22. Nick Chubb had 10. Michael Thomas dropping at 27.3. DK Metcalf giving you 16. A couple of good 5- and 6-point performances from everybody else rounds up to get to that 109 ranking. Uh, Both these teams are seemingly out of playoff contention, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this one. Uh, Very low- to mid-tier teams. You'll see that reflected later in my Waffle House watch. Stay tuned for that. Moving on to the next matchup. Dude, these two teams are so shit. So, along with Liam's next victim and uh, the universally hated size waging this bet on the setting the lineup thing... Two teams also did that, being the greatest shit show on turf, and Tom Brady kisses his sons. Tom Brady kisses his sons could be the worst fantasy football team ever assembled, followed very closely by the Hidden Valley Ranch, okay? Keep in mind that Hunter set this kid's lineup, okay? So he had Matt Ryan, who uh, was benched. Uh, David Montgomery, who had 24 and a half. Very good game. Kenyon Drake, who got traded, so he didn't play. We go to Alshon Jeffrey getting 10. DJ Moore, 8. And then other than that, your, your highest player this week, aside from Dave Montgomery, who had 24, was Zane Gonzalez, the kicker with 11. I mean, this guy, this team is just awful. Switch things over to the greatest shit show on surf. This team ain't much better, Hefe, You look at Kirk Cousins gives you 11 points in 2019, y'all. He finished a game with no touchdowns, no picks, and 285 yards. That probably gets you the MVP in like 2000 or uh, 1994. You're probably the best quarterback of all time with that line. But right, it's 2019, bro. If you're not throwing for 350 and two touchdowns, you're you're garbage. You cannot start in this league. Marlon Mack getting him 16. Austin Eckler, the brewing running back controversy in, in, Los, in Los Angeles, in San Diego. There's a lot of problems going on with Melvin Gordon possibly being traded or not being re-signed at the end of next year. A lot of things could go a certain way. We're hoping that, or I'm sure Hunter's hoping that the Chargers decide to go with Austin Eckler and dump this Melvin Gordon clown out the way. Even though you have both rostered, and I don't know why you would do that because you're just going to play both of them, and if one doesn't do anything, what, what are the odds they're both going to go off? You just sit there and, like, gamble on which one? I would probably trade away Eckler or Gordon that way, you're not based with that responsibility and go with the one who gets more of the workload or the, the high volume back, it is what I would do personally if I was in your spot. But however, I'm not. I'm not 4 and 4. I'm not fucking garbage. Uh, then you go to Juju Shit fifth 59 Podcast alum, 21 and a half. Very good game. Other than that, some decent performances 8, 5, and 7 from the rest of the teams Chase Edmonds, Mason Crosby, LA Rams defense, effectively. On the bench, no real. Sits of the weeks, uh, Jordan Howard had 18, but on the winning side of the greatest shit show on turf, so that really doesn't matter in the in the long run. Like I said, two non-playoff teams, so we're not going to look at th- look at those rosters. We're not going to look at that game. On this next week, between the Harambe was a system gorilla and the El Juniur Football Club. El Hunior Football Club deserves a purple heart for what he had to go through in the beginning of this season. Starting off 0-4, getting trounced by every team he played to now being 4-4 and a potential top-3 team in this league. Scored 187 this week. Aaron Rodgers, 27. Christian McCaffrey, 27. Connors, 24. Edelman, 27. (laughs) Latavius Murray, 36. Pitt defense, 15. Clint Boswell, 10. 187.1 points this week is absolutely bonkers to even fathom. I think my highest is like 160, and I felt like my cock was a foot long touching my knees. Switching sides to the the Harambo's assistant gorilla, you kept the game close. You lost by literally 100. Um, Matt Stafford got you 23. Devonta Freeman, 16. And that's about it uh, for that matchup. I mean, dude, this, this this wasn't even a contest, dude. Um, I'm, I'm looking at your bench here. You did sit uh, Jamal Williams from Green Bay who got you 18, but that wouldn't have helped your case. You needed about uh, nine more Jamal Williamses to even tie the game. So uh, that kind of sucks. But, I mean, dude, this this Mark Mayer team, he's really going ballistic. Made some good moves early in the season. Took advantage of the shit waiver wire system we have where you can just be garbage and profit off the players, while the good teams who actually pay attention to the league, who actually watch games, are having to get shelled in the waiver wire because I'm winning games, keeping up with it. I am now later in the waiver wire, so when I want to get a guy to help my team out, we're going to benefit the weak because they don't give a fuck, because they don't care. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I'm pissed. This is is, is unbelievable. I'm going to go ahead and just get off this thing, man. We're gonna kill it. We're gonna go just cut this off and we're gonna go right into the moment you've all been waiting for the infamous, the legendary, the notorious Waffle House Watch. Alright y'all, starting off our countdown at the number 10 spot, as you all probably know, is going to be Evan Cowshit of the Tom Brady Kisses His Sons. This roster is fucking depleted. There is almost no chance you come back and win this league. You have an awful team. I've told you this for weeks. This team is an absolute fucking joke. Quote that Mets kid for the second straight week. I'm not going to talk about it anymore going on to the number 9 ranked team. This hurts me again, man, the Gale Benson Boy Toys. All right. I'm just looking at this team. You're scoring well, but when when you really think about it, the Waffle House Watch is supposed to highlight those teams who have the highest potential of going to Waffle House. And sitting at 2 and 6 in this league with your luck and your track record, you honestly have one of the highest chances of going to Waffle House. And I and I just can't sit here and and turn my nose up to facts, all right? Everything I say is based in facts. I've never lied once in my life. Top 10 cappers, everybody but me. No, I've never capped once in my life. I'm old honest Abe, never lied in my entire life. Check the record, Check. go go call my mom. I'm not gonna give her number out, but go call mommy, ask her, Stace, has Kyle ever lied? And she will drop to the ground Ling on the ground of the fact that you would even think I have lied, okay? Moving up to number eight in this team is the Hidden Versace Ranch. This team is fucking dong. I have never seen a person care less about fantasy football in my entire life, okay? Not only have you already had the anime girl grabbing your cock scandal from last week, you also suck at fantasy football, your team is shit. I don't, know, I don't even know if you set a lineup every week. You might just go out there and like look and see. Let's see. Um, what team would have been good three years ago or five years ago starting LaShawn McCoy, Philip Rivers, and Larry Fitzgerald? Literally, what year of fantasy football are you playing? I'm surprised I don't see like fucking Keyshawn Johnson and Phil Sims on your bench. You are playing decades ago. This team's awful. They just don't give an actual fuck about anything. It's disgraceful to this league. I'm gonna go ahead and shoot right on up to number seven. Your, your your bloodline relative of the OBK Knights OBK. This team I have a little uh less of a I'm a less a little harp on. I'm a harp a little less on, I should say. Marvin Jones is a very good receiver. Michael Thomas, as we know, one of the best res- possession receivers in this league. Nick Chubb, fucking workhorse, ran his little ran his little butt off against uh the that New England team. However, those two fumbles really cost him. Very unfortunate. Jared Goff, Jared Goof, as he's known amongst the 59 members. Very sad team. Now, the OBK Knights, I do have to say that they do suffer from Pat Mahomes going down with that injury. He was one of the star players. You hate to see it. Let's go up to number six on my list. The greatest shit show on turf. This may be one of your first weeks not in the Waffle House watch. So, I I, I am proud of you. you. You, you have... Been slowly kind of gaining the traction. You've been slowly coming back into this league at four and four. Like I you said, you're even. You're tied for second in the tits division. Anything can happen in that division. It's very top heavy. It goes the universally hated team is number one at five and three, third overall in this league, record wise. Then you have three four and four teams, and then you have the shit of the league, the scum of the league, the waste of the league. That is Tom Brady kisses his sons at two and six. So, like I said prior, a lot of stuff can happen. Uh, a very decent team. Uh, like I said, you do have Devonta Adams has been out with injury, so you've been missing that high-scoring place from your receiver spot. You have Melvin and often Eckler on this team. Juju, Juju Shit Suster has been somewhat damaged good since Big Ben's injury. Uh, having Mason Rudolph throw you the ball is not really an ideal situation, uh, especially as a number one deep threat receiver. Uh, most most new quarterbacks or most young quarterbacks like to lean on the short game, like to throw to the tight ends, the little checkdowns, the running backs. That's why, as you saw on the El Junior side of things, James Connor had a good game, uh, had been over 24 points. I like to pound the rock with these new quarterbacks and like to throw the checkdowns. Had a five receptions as a running back for James Connor. Uh, I would love to see that if I'm on that team, if I have him on my roster. I, I love seeing new quarterbacks come in because that means that the – tight ends, your running backs, all those receivers or position players I should say are going to see a boost in value. Moving on up to the number 5 team in this league is going to be the universally hated roster ran by yours truly Chach Ventola. This team is just fucking dog shit. We barely eked out a victory over a lineup that we set for Liam's next victim. Like I said scoring is just coming at an absolute premium right now. We really just have no one scoring like this past week Mark Andrews on a bye week, who's been somewhat stalling fantasy-wise. However, still somewhat viable being a top five uh, tight end in this league. Amari Cooper had a bye week, so we didn't have him scoring. Kareem Hunt, like I said, has been suspended for 10 weeks. Da- uh, David Johnson's been dealing with some injuries, so we're losing our number one pick or number six overall pick. Having to rely on Travis Kelsey, who is very touchdown or bust with Matt Moore behind at the helm of this roster of the Kansas City Chiefs. Joe Mixon had his first good game all season, having 17. We needed every every point of that. Jacksonville defense was a great pickup going against. Sam Darnold, who is like probably the most famous coach in the world now, is Eddie he's seeing goes His career could be over with that, potentially. Tom Brady and James White are a good double-dip roster to have. Tom Brady loves throwing these checkdowns. He loves throwing behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, fun fact, he actually leads the league in 20-plus yard receptions or throws. Um, I would say probably um, four of those have actually been through the air 20 yards, and the rest have been James White taking taking screens 60 yards to the house. So take what you with that. Tom Brady is a very average top. I'm going to check for you right now, actually. He's a top 10 quarterback in this league. Fantasy-wise, i just say if you're going off skill, he's probably top 15. He's really not that good anymore. However, we have to make do with what we have. Uh, this team absolutely hates trade this League, i say, absolutely hates trading people. If your name is somewhat recognizable, it is impossible to trade. There is no such trade that I can go through unless I am giving you my number one player for your bench player because teams in this league are petrified to sk- to trade starters. But I can talk about that for another hour too. Moving on up my list to the number four team is Liam's next victim. Now, you're probably saying, but Kyle, you beat this team. How are they ahead of you? Look, like I said before, I've never capped once. I've never lied in my life. Lee's next victim is a better fantasy football team than me. And if it had not been for that bet, the dumbest bet in history, he would have beaten me soundingly. I would have gotten killed. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and give him the give him the satisfaction because this guy loves to complain about this shit. So I'm going to go ahead and give the satisfaction, dude. You are a better team than me. You're number four ranking on this team on the Waffle House Watch. Very solid team, Stephon Diggs. uh Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Tevin Coleman, and San Francisco is going ballistic. Uh, I do remember you talking about possibly trading Tevin Coleman. If you are, I would love to do a deal with you. I feel like you could use some help at your tight end of receiver spots. And I you know I have Curtis Samuel. I have Christian Kirk. I have Kelsey, Andrews, Cooper, Thielen. I have players for you, and I'm also locking at running back. My number one guy went down. What's a guy to do, you know? I got to make moves that help my team out in the long run. I got to try and win this league. So if you're ever looking for a trade partner, slide in the DMs, hit me up. I'll be more than willing to work with you. Moving on up to the potential champions of this league, numbers three, two, and one. Number three, we're going to go ahead and list off as Harambe was a system gorilla. Shouldn't be a shock to anyone. Number two in the ass division. Uh, He had an ass game this week. (laughs) Get it? He had 88.4, like I said, in my breakdown. Chris Godwin did not have his usual 13 reception for a 190-yard game this week. Matt Stafford, your leading scorer, 23.5. Now, you also had a problem with the bye weeks. Zeke Elliott out on a bye. A.J. Green isn't playing. You sat Jamal Williams, head 18. You sat the San Francisco defense, the head 18. (laughs) I mean, if you look at it, I don't know why you run two defenses on your roster. That's kind of dumb, but... I would have definitely played New Orleans playing Arizona in in the in the Superdome. In the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Definitely would have played them there. I don't I don't disagree with that with, with, with that call as a coach. Moving on up to the number two team in this league, and that is going to be the El Junior Football Club. This team, like I said, has been going ballistic. Running backs are loaded, quarterbacks are loaded. Receivers, Julian Edelman's been going off these past few weeks. Uh, he picked up Latavius Murray, sniped that guy. He went went ahead and dropped 40 points for you, essentially. Very good uh, waiver wire monitoring by El Junior. Like I said, there's not much to complain about in this team. Even your bench guys on your bench had 12, 11, 19, and 11. Very good games. Uh, mentioning that trade you pulled off with your brother that shipped Russell Wilson. Over to him for DJ Chark and Allen Robinson. Chark actually had 20 points and you sat him. Could have played him over Cortland Sutton, but Cortland Sutton last week was probably the most targeted receiver in NFL history. I, I was watching this game and I, I, I just saw Joe Flacco. He would call hot and look for 14. He did not care about anybody else on that roster. Plus with the trading of Emmanuel Sanders over to San Francisco, that leaves Denver now voided of a number one receiver, which Cortland Sutton is now going to most probably fill, give you another number one guy from a roster. Gotta love having that. Gotta love having the big targets. Moving on up to number one, should be no one's surprise, after that massive comeback, after this loaded roster, this team, the four-finger bandits are playing out of their mind. Aaron Jones is being playing like a stud for you with Matt LaFleur in at Green Bay. This team is finally utilizing the running backs they have Somewhat lacked over the past few years. Aaron Rodgers playing out of his mind. Uh, Deshaun Watson, top three, top four quarterback in this league. Love the throws he makes. Love the team he's on with Nuke, Will Fuller, David Johnson, Carlos Hyde. Liking that team. That defense can get right with the recent injury of J.J. Watt. This team could be a real uh, tour de force in the NFL. Looking at each other rosters, Austin Hooper's been playing well on a fucking abysmal Atlanta team. And when you look at it, you also have a very good double dip combo as I have with Tom Brady and James White. You have Nuke and Deshaun, so every touchdown you throw, that that's ten points in your favor with four from Nuke and or four from Deshaun and six from Nuke. Howard Locke gave me sixteen points. He emerged as a real number one guy. In Seattle, respectively, since the departure of Golden Tate to the Giants. This team, like I said, the four-finger bandits have just been playing out of their bag right now. Very good team, very good uh, GM, criminal GM. He is a felon, and I will not sleep until the day you are put behind bars, you monster. Looking ahead to the week nine matchups we currently have, it is Thursday night football. Like we said, on this beautiful spooktober Halloween event, universally is down one nothing. To the Hidden Village Ranch. Hidden Village Ranch has Larry Fitzgerald going right now. Very shit game. No scoring in the Gale Benson OBK matchup. Tom Brady kisses his sons out to his biggest scoring lead in history with 32.3. Over the four-finger bandits with Kenyon Drake, George Kittle having 16 and 14 respectively. Zane Gonzalez having the one extra point. Moving on, Liam's next victim down 2.7 to Harambe with the System Guerrillas 10. In that matchup, we have the San Francisco defense giving him 10. And Telvin Komen giving you 2.7. In the last matchup, we have the Greatest Shitshow on Turf versus the El Junior Football Club. This matchup's interesting. If the Greatest shit show on Turf can somehow derail this El Junior Football Club and put them a game back and let other teams shoot up in those rankings to get this smart kid out the playoffs potentially, we need every loss we can get for this Huniwar team. So, guys, we need to come together. Every week you play this guy, you've got to put your best lineup out there. You have to try your best. No free matchups. No free wins. No, I don't want to hear anything about a bet of setting lineups or trading people when it comes to the weeks you play this guy. We should all be have a combined effort to make this kid lose. I have to see him at Waffle House. I have to see this dude refuse to eat waffles because he doesn't like maple syrup or some stupid shit and have him sit there and just stare at a fucking wall for 24 hours would honestly be better than anything I could think. Of. It it would be better than bringing home three bitches having one suck on my right nut, my left nut and my cock at the same time. Now, we know this is a fantasy. My penis and balls are not that big. I could possibly fit one. I remember I was when I was uh, mating with a female, she uh put her she put my entire both balls and my erect penis in her mouth and could still talk to me with almost no stuttering, no mumbling, no nothing. It sounded like she was just talking to me. I didn't even know. I was just like, we were talking about her favorite movies and how beautiful her eyes were. And then I just came like, it was so weird. I just did not know what to do with myself. I had never been just swallowed like that. It was absolutely crazy. Sandy was a beautiful girl. Uh, Sandy with an eye. So I mean, if that doesn't tip you off about a fucking whore, huh? If if a girl's name like Ali, Sandy, Tracy, or anything like that ends in an I, Kelly, Kelsey ends in an I, she belonged to the streets. It's, it's ballgame for you, son. It is absolutely over. Just tie it up, wrap it in a bow, ship it off. It's gone. I'm going to go ahead and cut this one off today, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did make y'all wait a little bit longer. For this one, however, uh, I had a busy week on campus today. Uh, Wednesday was my Spanish oral exam. Thursday, I had a test, so I really was kind of pressed for time when it comes to making the podcast. Uh, we'll, I am going to be more on top of this stuff. I do like making these. I do like hearing myself talk for 30 minutes. I uh, hope you guys do too, and that's going to be it for me, guys. Like we know, it has been your host with the most your coach, Chach Ventola, and I hope you guys have an awesome Halloween, and pooh.